Good morning, welcome back to Nachiyomi. Today we are going to enter into Perak Dalet, the fourth chapter of Sefer Yehoshua. We are actually caught mid-action because in Perak Gimel, which we learned yesterday, that we were halfway through the splitting of the Jordan River, of the Yardane. Happens to be we're actually mid-action, so the river is split between these two parakim, but the story continues. So as if the river is split, Hashem gives new instructions um, while the people are crossing um, there to, to Yoshua. And he tells them that once the people have finished crossing, take 12 people, one person from each tribe, and uh, command them to take stones, 12 stones from the bank, or actually for the river bed, and take them out and place them in the place they will be sleeping on the west bank of the Jordan in Israel proper. So Yoshua makes the command. He calls the 12 people he'd already set aside. He already set them aside last um, chapter, Baragimel, on his own accord. And he tells them to bring up, the, to, to, so, to take these stones. And he gives a reason now. He says, this is going to be, It's going to be a, a, a sign for you that when your children ask, what, what, what exactly is this monument for, Dad? So you'll explain to them, there was this incredible miracle that happened that the river split and there'll be a remembrance forever. And so they did this. Israel um, took the stones, they, they set aside these 12 people and they placed them on the west bank of the Jordan. Yeshua now goes on be above and beyond the letter of the command and he takes 12 stones that were actually on the river bank on the west side of the river bank and places them in the river. So there's almost like this change happening. The stones from the river bed are going to the bank and the stones from the bank are going into the river. There's a switch which he has done. Now something interesting um, happens is that um, at the end of this whole procession we're told about the war um, host of Bnei Gad and Bnei Ruven and Chatsi Shev now passed. So they send 40,000 soldiers to, uh, to accompany um, the Jews, not their families, just the soldiers are going to enter to do, to enter the war effort. At this point in time, Hashem says, Yoshua, the, uh, the Tanakh tells us Yoshua becomes unequivocally the leader. Everybody realizes in, in front of all of Israel and, um, that uh, he is the leader in places of Moshe. It's interesting because he has a miraculous parallel, parallel to the Kriyas Yamsuf, where Moshe Rabbeinu got his, in a sense, by Minoham, by Hashem, by Moshe Avdoi. So we have this over here, um, the parallel with Yoshua, the beginning of his tenure. Um, the the Kohanim are then told to uh, leave the river and um, and uh, across the other side. And as they step out of the river, the river tumbles back into place. And as you saw yesterday, the Radak says it tumbles back into place in an orderly fashion. So it's not a dam burst experience of the whole countryside being swept away. Um, and they place and they place in Gilgal on the east, um, the, which is a little to east of Jericho, um, to just on the west side of the Yardane, They place these stones so that everybody should know that for the future that Akharish Baruch Hu was um, here and took them across the river. Just a few points to um, to to consider. Um, number one is that we see Yeshua doing a lot of things on his own initiative. Number one is he set aside these twelve individuals already last parak before Hashem's command was explicit about what about about actually setting them aside. Um, also, he adds on the extra moving the stones from the river bank into the river bed, which Hashem didn't say. He also adds in the reasoning for why these stones are a monument. So there's a lot, there's a lot of initiative being taken on the side of your show. We're going to have to trace that and see, you know, it sounds very positive. Are there going to be times where it's negative? We're going to follow that through in terms of uh, tracing Yoshua's um, proactivity. 
Another point to notice is that Rashi is Medayek, that when the, the, the Kohanim crossed the river, they didn't cross it in an ordinary fashion. It doesn't say that they were over him. They, tro- they crossed, it says, via Alu. They ascended, which seems to say that the way it worked is they stepped into the river. As they stepped into the river on the east bank, the river split, and then they simply took a step backwards. So they were still in jo- the Jordan side today of, where, um, of, of the Yardane. Which means, how do they really get across? Which is why Rashi says, Ha'aron that the Aaron actually miraculously teleported, transported them across the river once they'd finished producing the miracle itself, which is really a really a fascinating wrinkle um, in um, in this story. In the meantime, we're going to hold off here, and one thing we're going to leave for future as we get to Perak Yud is to understand um, where these stones really end up. Do they end up in Gilgal, as it sounds like in the Pshat, or do they end up somewhere else? There may be another episode which will link to this episode, so let's keep these stones in mind as we continue. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.